Welcome to the new Indian woman and I am your host Krishna. In this podcast, we will examine the challenges faced by us in managing our lives and our families. In each episode, we will also look at the techniques that worked for different women, examine how to adapt it for us in today's context and learn from each other. You will get actionable strategies set in the Indian context on a wide variety of topics, right from identifying your passion to better productivity and parenting. In today's episode, I am happy to welcome Preeti Rajagopalan, working as a manager in a reputed Indian IT organization in Bangalore. She is also the mother of twin girls who are now teenagers. Preeti, apart from a full-time and more IT job, has pursued her interest in people with a very active passion for counseling people. Today, we will discuss what has worked for her, her challenges, how she overcame them, and what her dreams and aspirations are. So now, over to Preeti. Welcome, Preeti. Hi, Krishna. Thanks a lot. Quite a very crisp introduction about me. Okay. Uh, Nice Uh to have you. So why don't you give uh, an introduction about yourself and uh, your the primary roles that demand most of your attention and your passion projects, hobbies, etc. for our listeners. Sure. Uh, so uh, professionally, I'm a competency manager for a business unit of say 5,000 odd employees. And that is my professional job. And then personally, I have uh, I'm married, I have children as a role, I have two adolescent girls, and then my parents and my parents-in-law in different stages of health and all of that. And the most important uh, stuff that I do as a passion is giving emotional support. So how it all happened was uh, in the place where I work, there was this uh, initiative from the benefits team that uh, we can have volunteers for counseling what we call it as lay counseling because we're not professionals and you know hardcore counseling they gave us a good five day this was uh, how long back approximately so so three and a half years back and there was a and all this training was happening on a weekend because this is a volunteering uh, for the organization so we were very clear that it wouldn't be on a office uh, working day so there was a good two weekends and then the third weekend one day we had and uh, after all the training then we were shadowed uh, so it's, it's shadowed in the sense uh, whenever I get calls clients uh, I would start off with the client and then after every session with the client I will have to talk to a senior so I started off uh, the training was for about uh, uh, five days uh, went across two three weekends and uh, soon after the weekends we were uh, shadowed for about three to four months where when I see clients uh, so these callers are also our employees so we we counsel our own employees on emotional anything not just work related it can be on anything under the cloud. So after the three, four months of shadowing, where we would go and speak to our seniors uh, on what we have done or what we have spoken, how things have been progressing with the uh, callers. We we call them callers. 
and uh, then after we stabilize then we are we are left on our own you are equipped to handle these people on your own without shadowing absolutely so so does it mean this is this works like a one, first level of counseling where you understand their concerns you make them feel that there is support and wherever it is required you redirect them to a more qualified person absolutely so uh, within uh, more qualified would be external okay that is when we would tell them okay now you really you you need even from the start when i meet the callers the first day i will get to know that whether this person needs psychiatric help whether need need full fledged psychologist help you know because you were trained for that you were trained yes, for that that much yes that much i am completely i will be able to handle but uh, if it is within our own that i know i can handle this case then i would continue multiple sessions okay so okay. i would like to pause here and um, focus on this because this particular area of interest of interacting with people uh this is a completely different area uh it's not what your uh, expertise is in you know in terms of your profession so when did this interest start is it something which was always there in you and when you saw this uh, requirement for volunteers this interest got revived or is it another opportunity that came and you thought you will try it out no it is the first thing it is i'd always had people uh whom uh you know when i talk to them i'm talking in the last 10 15 years when i met people i realized that well i was talking to them i was able to connect one on one and understand probably where they need a little help or a little push uh somewhere you know all of us know what we want to do sometimes but that little tap on the back is is what really helps so then when this opportunity came i just grabbed it and it was not a simple one um the, the process is very huge the process uh, yeah. itself is one thing but i would also like you to convey that in the context of the demands on your time so when so let me let me step back a minute for the benefit of our listeners Uh, so when an opportunity to volunteer for anything comes up okay yes somebody is going to train you so they know how to train you fair enough you can have some confidence issues of whether i will clear the training certification or whatever it is but the sheer demand in terms of the additional hours and all of us know in an it job how the demand is and you as a senior person in it with um, almost 15 years experience in the it uh, the demands uh, like it increases exponentially by every year and plus with the two young children so what was your feeling of you know i would like you to just go back to that moment where on one side you were pulled to you know wanting to go to that training to register as a volunteer or whatever that means that is there pulling you on one side and on the other side you know that oh any moment any spare minute i get you know i would rather clear my work backlog or spend time with my daughters you know that pull is what most of us as women are familiar with so could you just take us back to that moment and tell us how you took the decision to register okay so 
okay if i have to go back uh, can i rewind 10 years back yes please. and then come yes, yes. Uh, maybe a long uh, response to your uh, question sure so, it helps okay so one is understanding that people need help that has always been there in my mind so initially whenever i used to interact with people i realized that i was in a small way helping them um, maybe not as a professional but as a, a colleague or as a as a per- listening board listening board yes mostly it is the listening okay and then i just tell them a line or two and then they they, they open up they, and then they they realize that they didn't think in that direction at all so i probably i knew that i can help people and that is when slowly there were multiple instances in my circle of uh, people whether professional or personal where i have been helping not helping i wouldn't say helping maybe giving a hearing ear and then this opportunity came and then they had a long uh, process to uh, you know we were interviewed before to know if we had the basic quality and without which we will not be even given training so that is what we were assessed on uh, it's it's later is when i came to know so uh, after all this uh, tr- so that one is the where i got into the, the training process how i was selected we, we were a bunch of 10 people selected on uh, around 2000 applications that was received Excellent. so 2000 but, but but before even that did you have a doubt in terms of the demands it will have on you so as part of the questioning my uh, senior the panelists they were like three member panelists who interviewed me for 45 minutes so after 45 minutes they told this is what is the demand and i said yes i will do because of the only one reason that i can help people i and that is something that i don't know how to express when i talk to my caller so i call them callers but we are physically we have to meet them physically not on the call but mm-hmm. that's the um, you word that we use so i'm using the same word Yeah, so when we meet the callers, uh, not in the first session, not in the second session, maybe after I have met callers for like nine, ten sessions also, mm-hmm. they will feel so happy that how they have changed their thinking, how they were in a maybe sort of a tangled mess, mm-hmm. and then how how I was able to loosen those knots here and there without. overpowering their thoughts because their their lives are different i only know them for that one hour that i sit in the room with them mm-hmm. and then so i don't know but somewhere i will i i get that small nuances and when i tell them or just i i can't even tell i can only suggest you know did you try or do you think this is a possibility for you to try and then they would like yeah and then you know after seven five six sessions you know the kind of tears that they had thanking me really moved me and uh, this so as part of the interview the panelists did tell me that uh, you will be required to like spend anywhere four to six hours in a week meeting callers mm-hmm. and um, within the office uh, hours but because it is part of the organization mm-hmm. but they would come with varied different concerns you can't even think what concerns they come i can't even tell it 
it's it's and nothing on office issues i didn't get i probably had only one uh, 99% of it is all personal issues so most of the time it is like how we go to a um, doctor we, we we go to a um, a pediatrician for the kids or ortho or whomever and a specialist like that for mental support this is very important all of us go through lot of concerns in our day to day life say it with our own siblings with our parents or parents in laws or our own um, you know family spouses children somewhere we get hurt and we don't know how to come back and this helps you know counseling uh, mental support we just talk to someone for an hour but with an open mind not just listen and say oh it's not like that we we should have that openness to listen and the trust and the confidence that they have on us that that i will not judge them that's most important and i won't form an opinion about them and the most is i i i will not tell it out in the sense you know there's a lot of confidentiality that yeah that they so, have so they are able to trust you yes so then after that after that three months that i was telling shadowing is their way of assessing us whether we are spending that much time with the clients or you know if we are not able to devote time then we will be out of this whole program so that is another way of checking and then after that yes it really demands i still remember there was uh, one caller who called me around uh, 4:30 and that day uh, i i reached home earlier early that day 3:30 i reached home because i had some personal stuff and i get a call and uh, this caller wanted me to meet i had to meet the caller within an hour's time and i couldn't say no because the way the caller was talking to me i felt that i i the caller really needed me so then i had some work so then i figured out what to do and then i said give me one and a half hours i will be there by 6 so i went back to office uh, for the 6 o'clock call meaning to meet her and uh, so that you know in that one hour i was able to handle things at home and then and then i was with the caller and it really helped so it requires a tremendous level of commitment which you understood as part of the assessment and the shadow period helped you figure out how to manage these and then be ready for this kind of a uh, you know opportunity and what it asks of you right absolutely you're 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 right because sometimes if there is no commitment yeah so when you say commitment maybe i am interpreting it as maybe it's a passion uh, unless you are convinced about it unless you are ready to dedicate that effort towards it and what it demands you will not be able to sustain it so there is so, so when there is a lot of passion i think it comes very easily for all of us i realized it only when i took over volunteering for this because sometimes when we work uh we feel oh okay this is another work i don't I, you know sometimes we tell uh, excuses to ourselves not to our managers and colleagues that's like still secondary to ourselves oh, okay i can still do this tomorrow um like that but for this kind of a uh, uh, volunteering stuff where there is a lot of 
passion. I think it comes very easily and our energy doesn't drain. Uh, the, the tiredness and all of that is there, you know. So what you're saying is, so this has demanded so much, uh, but still because of the passion, it drives you to do more. And I would assume this would have made you, uh, you know, take a lot of time, a lot of your personal time, either uh, from your family or in terms of making up for lost time at work. Because yes. while you mentioned that this is part of, this is during office hours and this is part of the employee uh, support provided by the organization, but your role demand is not less because you are volunteering for this, correct? You are yeah. not working as a 90% employee or anything because you are contributing to this. You The full demands of your role continues. Yes. Which means and you have to take time out from your personal time uh, to finish your work or, uh, you know, to do the personal demands. Yes, you're right. And it does not even come as part of my KRA. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Uh, the key result areas you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, tell me now, what are the biggest challenges you faced mm. and how you overcame that and what are your learnings from those times? So, so the demands now is so different both at home and in office when my as when my children were small so both I, I i will tell you what happened so when they were small i had to be physically around and i used to ask for physical help a lot you know multiple issues on health and lot of other things yeah. so there was it was more physical in nature and any time I was always look out for additional help. My parents-in-laws did help me. But beyond that as well, I wanted physical help. Mm -hmm. And there were times when in office I used to be, uh, I still remember my one of my daughter was, my husband had just gone for like two, three days out of station and on his personal trip, not on official. And this one girl, she missed him. That was the first time. The father is going out, you know, otherwise we were all together. Mm -hmm. And he went out and the next day morning she gets up with fever. Mm. And that was the same day that I had a review with a very senior uh, leadership. It was a planned review, nothing like it was planned like two weeks ahead. Like we had to, uh, you know, have this review at four o'clock, so and so and all of that. And this girl falls sick and... I didn't have my parents or in-laws at home. I was, I don't know, it, I, I got psyched until morning. I was there nursing, all of that. And, I, and in the afternoon, I asked my help to come a little late. So that might, the time that she normally does at home, I told her, come a little late so that when I go to office, you are there to take care. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then, yeah, thankfully, she um, obliged. And then... Uh, yeah, I went around for my review and I came back and it, so those those demands or those real bad situations happen. Some mm. days it's all good, green. The um, uh, BP meter is uh, decent, 120 by 80. <laughs> but sometimes it spikes up and I think, what happened today? What did I do yesterday that I'm getting this? You know, everything will be together. My husband is not in town, my... Um, my, you know, my daughter falls sick and 
and even one of the training i still remember for this uh, counseling training morning i get up and one girl falls sick i'm like i have to attend the training and my husband had a cricket match that day and he wouldn't leave his match for any other reason for nothing on these grounds and i still did all the circus and uh, yes so apart from a time demand or the need for your physical presence etc what other challenges have you faced it is mostly time because what we need to prioritize are our limited time that we have so what i realized is when i don't prioritize what is needed what is important in our life basically we should know what we need let's say for example when my children were small i did not take evening calls at all i i had this normal 9 to 6 job and all now my my children are big they don't need my physical presence but yes i have to be around and so my job is also changed i i have calls till about 10:30 11 11:30 in the night and the call starts after 8 o'clock around so the demands now is so different they just want my, my children i just want you but we don't need you you know so these kind of uh, time demands if you were to ask any guy also it would be the same maybe but i would like to know from you as a woman do you think these were different for you these challenges came suppose okay let me put the question differently if you were a man do you think you would have faced the same challenges no or why a man will not um, handle children so much as the woman handles or the man um, would not take up additional volunteering responsibility as what i took i'm i'm sure about it and uh, hmm. man will not cook at least you so know you are saying not major cooking so you are saying yeah. in the context of your life you are saying for you the additional challenges were also because of uh, the demands on your time because of the certain expectations as a woman yes yes fair enough so does it mean that you had to look at how you manage your time differently so that brings me to the next question so what is it that has worked better for you so because so for whatever reason you you had to do cooking or you are the primary caregiver for the children that is a role i i understand in most uh, families there may be exceptions but in many families this is the accepted practice regardless of the professional role of the woman so the primary caregiver role is with the woman so i understand that is what you were doing so what kind of techniques you had to adapt to say prioritize to um, manage things maybe can you give a few examples yeah so i i plan my whole week in advance mm-hmm. if you ask me on any day i know what my menu is uh, uh, on the fourth day has been both i am a strong advocate of meal planning so okay <laughs> so that um, weekend i make sure that my uh, fridge is full of uh, vegetables fruits you know mm. i don't have to run around during the week 
and maybe some cooked food that I can have mm-hmm. uh, during the week, some things like that. And uh, so, so one coming back to the technique, I have a lot of planning, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I can tell that also. My husband has got to tune to my planning as well because we are a nuclear family. My parents are in-laws visit us, uh, so when they are there. my life is a little different mm-hmm. but when they are not there it it is a very standard practice that my husband knows that he has to tell me anything a week in advance that is a rhythm uh, about, that you have def- you know you have yes. come to yeah yes and my children also know that and with with all of this i realized that my children also planned okay so the planning is a key component absolutely and any other technique you want to share prioritize probably have uh, you know my my planning also uh, involves you know making sure that i execute all of it uh, properly because sometimes we feel that we have a good plan we planned well but while executing then we realize oh maybe this is better or that is better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but no we shouldn't we should stick to our earlier plan because what we most of them miss out is they have a very good plan mm-hmm. while executing uh, you know at, at that point in time they realize that maybe uh, something else is better than option 1 you know option, as part of the plan and then they do option 2 mm-hmm. which is not part of the plan and then they mess up because there is a lot of time that has gone out and they go back to option 1 mm-hmm. they would mess up that as well because there's a lot of time that has gone by yeah so because of that then they realize that they're not good planners actually it is not like that what we plan we should execute so definitely 95% of the times it it would be a success and for the remaining 5% also we would get average marks maybe not a centum uh, not a 95% but definitely uh, we would be uh, you know uh, above average so tell me uh, in terms of your managing many of your roles Uh, planning is one of the biggest uh, technique planning and prioritizing and i would assume there are times when these plans won't work but at least it gives us the opportunity to replan and uh, tell me could you share something that has worked for you earlier but may not be relevant now my hours of work is different from what it was earlier mm-hmm. i bring uh, there is lot about 4 to 5 hours of work i do from home mm-hmm. so that is something which started in the last 3 4 years mm-hmm. so the earlier i did not bring so much work at home mm-hmm. now i am able to do that probably because the the nuances have changed okay. the way things are happening at home and in office mm-hmm. uh, that way but uh, if you ask me if there is one mantra no there is no one mantra my only thing is have patience and uh, have a lot of tolerance and persistence and things will sail through and maybe just cut down the clutter or the unwanted stuffs around let's say for example i we all have breaks in our office like our chai our tea breaks and all of that and we realize that if you are gossiping the negative gossips really drains our energy mm-hmm. so we have to find out where all this is draining and cut that out from our life and there are times when i have also seen it that the tea breaks are longer than the real work mm-hmm. timing that they are on the seat and 
so that we need to consciously so it is our own self discipline that i would say which will get you going mm-hmm. at any point in time for anything whether it's professional personal or if it is our own passion it is our self discipline to to get it going i can probably a day lay back and think okay uh, let me not um, get vegetables this weekend let me see what happens during the week and the whole week is you know it's not circus you have to even if you stand upside down i don't think anything can help us so that way so it, it it's a lot of self discipline that we should have in getting things through so in these learnings that you are sharing i would also like to know other people who have inspired you who have mentored you who have guided you who you have looked up on i don't have a role model kind i would take like like when i example and thing when i talk to you i know that okay oh, this is how she is okay so this is something that i can learn so there is mm. always this whomever when i talk to people and i see i can take something from them yes i take it if i know that i can't take anything i just leave it up you know so somewhere consistently in this whole interview i am seeing uh, you as a person with ears and uh, eyes open for more opportunities and for more learnings absolutely and i believe this is uh, required or this is a key requirement for anybody and especially so for whom i would call a new indian woman because it's very important for us to be aware of ourselves and see how we adapt how we evolve because these are interesting times yes and this is a phase where there are a lot of changes happening for all the women i'm saying the way the world is changing Mm-hmm. we have a lot of technology with us we can put uh, you know we can use the technology for our own benefit not to mm-hmm. you know, not the other way around mm-hmm. and there's a lot of change that, that that can happen for us as women and for the society yeah. you know if, if we need to have a get together very simple ones we don't have to like call people spend a lot of money and then um, do now whatsapp so easy okay if it's not whatsapp you have multiple other apps that we can communicate even emails are there which is very easy quick yeah so it improves our efficiency so that we can focus on the main things absolutely so tell me what is your motto or something what is it that motivates you on your bad days that a new good day will come right down the corner <laughs> so i like that that that's the only thing because i have seen many times that the bad days doesn't exist so it's very simple it's not bad it's probably we are having some some difficulty that day mm-hmm. or some multiple things happen but i'm very sure if we focus we will have a way to get get it out in a nice manner see it is very easy to overthink on the issue think about nits and buts in our mind you know degrade our energy and not spend the right amount of time in fixing the issue mm-hmm. it, it it's not right why because it we should always think okay there is an issue at hand let's see how to resolve this and go forward mm-hmm. no point thinking oh why did this happen this could have you know this person could have done this to me why you no point just proceed in proceed. life <laughs> continue to proceed do the right things um, try to fix the problem in hand definitely you we may not have time whatever use 
additional resources. Again, so try to fix the problem is, yes, it looks very simple. Uh, but actually, it's not that easy. Now tell me, in, in, in your experience, in the personal or professional context, you would have faced a lot of things where you had to adapt. Uh, um, I know uh, the cultural differences you are got exposed to, you know, post-marriage. One, what do you say, can be a breeding ground for differences to start and make life more difficult, actually. Or, for example, having girls at their most difficult years uh, is also a recipe for many issues which crop up every day. So I wanted to just focus on one, maybe one example where maybe this is what is expected traditionally in terms of what the society expects or in terms of what is uh, typically accepted in our families because you are a woman and uh, you had to come out of that. I'm not saying you had to fight it out or anything, but you became aware that no, I have to step out of this and handle this differently. So I do not believe every issue like that should be fought out. There are different ways of uh, facing a particular problem. So could you just share one example like that? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something. My in-laws are from a different state and uh, there is, uh, there's a lot of difference. Mm-hmm. Culturally, we are just, you know, when I got married, also my father told, you know, our universal way of telling yes and no for mm-hmm. us is mm-hmm. so it's completely opposite in my in-laws tradition, mm-hmm. you know, just okay. the bare basic of saying, no, you shake, shake your head horizontally, mm-hmm. we shake, but for them, it is completely different. So okay. that basic difference, you know, there is a lot. Mm-hmm. But one thing I learned, I realized is there's no right or wrong. What happens, that is how people have lived. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will take the example of my in-laws or my husband. That is how their life has been. And uh, that is an accepted way of life for them. Mm-hmm. What I realized is no point feeling that, oh, this is so different and what to do. Either talk to my husband. So my between me and my husband, things are very clear. Mm-hmm. Whatever is the right way of doing, whether it is my culture or his culture, which is the right way of doing, we will do that. Mm-hmm. So it is sorted out within the four of us. That's my children, my husband and me. Wonderful. With my in-laws, uh, because they visit, I don't break my head too much. I know that I, I cannot change them. I, I can't change my parents as well. They're also different. All of us are different. I just let them be the way they are, the way they are in their place, in, in their house. They would live a similar life here. I will not think, oh my God, this is what is happening. This is not what I want or this is not something that I don't like. It's okay. I just put all of that behind me. So all that doesn't uh, affect me. Wonderfully. And I am the only working daughter-in-law in in their whole khandan. Okay. And everyone loves me. As a member in the house, not like, you know, I have this airs of, you know, I'm working and all of that. But they know that I'm telling the right thing. They come to me. There's some problem. I give them suggestion and they say, oh, okay, uh, good suggestion. I we will follow or something, you know, they are having or there's a college admission that's going on. And I tell them, do this, do that, you know. So they're so nice. And what they say is, Preeti is able to handle office work in an amicable way and not having a lot of friction. Relatives come, my kitchen is open. The lady, the guest lady, she comes inside the kitchen and she also helps me. Mm-hmm. And it, it is it is so different. I don't have this issue that 
no, no, guest, they should be only till the drawing room and the kitchen is not for them. No, everything is open. Even the younger boys I have seen, and why I'm specifically telling boys is the girls, the uh, children they help, the boys also come and help because the father uh, would always say, go and help. Uh, she's a working woman. Go and help. You know, wonderful. I can see that. Difference. Yeah, it's wonderful the same thing. Yeah, the, the boys would say, we don't help. We don't help our mothers. Mm-hmm. Then the father would explain that she's working. She comes back after work. She's not sitting in the sofa and watching TV or resting. She is going straight inside the kitchen. Go and help her. And I can I can see that, you know, they are also understanding how to live with a working woman in the house. They are not used to that that, that kind of a thought. Yeah. What, you know, how to live with a working woman. That Tell me, as, at this point of time, what are your aspirations? Do you see yourself working with uh, people, helping them uh, in terms of emotional support, etc.? I'm saying maybe when you retire, that passion will keep on continuing? Yes, I will. I really want to and I will. Okay. Tell me, uh, this is one question I like to ask everybody. Do you agree that we as women enjoy much more freedom today as compared to maybe one generation back or the earlier generations? Um, What is your thought on this? We are enjoying more freedom, definitely. What does it mean to you? Yeah, how we use the freedom is up to us. I have the freedom to choose whether to work or not. You know, uh, I can decide. But what we make out of it is very important. It is not like, i just give you an example. A working woman does not always have to only work and not take care of the family. There are people who, because they have this freedom that I'm a working woman, I don't have to. So there's this help at home, whether it is uh, a family, a person who's helping, whether there is a parent or a parent-in-law is what I meant, mm-hmm. or whether it's a help who's there um, helping uh, with the children. But that they are misusing the freedom that they have got, that I don't want to go and take care of my children. I, I'm, I'm working. I have the liberty not to go back home and do extra hours or party outside. Or even if they go home, then they would take a lot of rest, not take care of the children or child. And the person at home is always taking care of the children which I don't think it is. They, the person at home also needs a break. So this is the freedom that they feel, that some people may be misusing, which I feel is not. So so the freedom is there, the way we use it and the way we don't use it, it's, it's all on our... The onus on us. is on us. Okay. It's on us. So I'm going to ask a lighter round, okay? So this is where I'm going to ask you one thing you started doing after being very intentional about your time? I maybe cut down a lot of unwanted stuff that uh, maybe which is taking a lot of my time. I realize I should be more efficient in doing things. Like I have a two-week reading uh, menu, so mm-hmm. I don't have to rethink. Okay, so one <laughs> thing you stopped doing after being intentional about how you spend your time? Okay, one thing I stopped doing, um, maybe I cut down on watching TV. Okay. For me, the only entertainment that I had was TV. I don't read books. I read newspaper for like two minutes just to know what's happening in the world. So I think maybe I cut down on 
watching the same movie again and again <laughs> repeat movies and repeat songs okay so those so things i've yeah, been yeah. so uh-huh. one thing you feel happy your kid is doing for her age ah uh, that they have taken responsibility that's a very big thing i know but they know that when i'm in office and i call them they have to pick my call mm-hmm. and speak to me and not say that oh the phone was there it was on silent mm-hmm. all that they understand that i am alone or they are alone and i am mm-hmm. i am alone i i want to make sure that they are safe at at home okay no whether they are safe and secure simple the, most of the times my calls are just 10 seconds all okay all okay yeah okay ha huh, bye that's it so one thing you love to do as a family together uh, now with all this new uh, modern life that is happening even eating together has become uh, a luxury so that is what you people love to uh, do as i a- do i do that every almost every dinner and uh, all the two meals at home on weekends weekends okay now how do you like to have your meals and what is your favorite food general idli dosa only i don't know to cook also one of the laundry list i just realized if we can go and add then i should learn better cooking you know a different menu i'm saying not just the basic i'm i'm still in the idli dosa okay stage. ஒரு um have a lot of patience can rule the world wonderful so finally it is the patience that uh, that that's most important and required in for today's life excellent so on that note hoping to have lot of patience let us uh, come to the end of the interview thanks a lot preeti it was wonderful talking to you thanks krishna thank you so much this has been the new indian woman with your host Krishna thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode and will tell your friends about this podcast in case you haven't already please subscribe to this show by clicking on the subscribe button this means you will get my new episodes automatically and you will be able to listen to them every time i publish the next episode do visit my website thenewindianwoman.com for related blogs on this topic of course I would love to hear from you. You could rate or leave a comment in your podcast app or write to me at krishna@thenewindianwoman.com. At Thanks once again. I look forward to more sharing in the next episode and please don't forget this. You are amazing. Fill your life with lot of laughter and fun. Only you can do it.